Hello there. So the Only Murders in the Building Season 2 finale dropped yesterday on like Disney Plus and Hulu or whatever it is in whatever country you're in. So here is my review and spoiler talk for the show. So as ever, I'll give my general opinion on the episode uh, in the first part of the, the review and then go into spoiler territory. But there'll be plenty of warning before we do that. So again, overall, did this show stick the landing? Second year in a row, yes, absolutely. This was an excellent show. I really, really enjoyed it. Not just like, not just the episode in general. They actually did really stick the landing and set things up beautifully for season three. But as a whole, again, the the whole season was great. I mean, they captured lightning in a bottle the first time they did this show. And they did it again. They absolutely 100% did it again. They they really, really went, went there. Such an excellent show. It comes together so much. You can have your little flaws and things like that. And they're there. You know, and there's nitpicks you could have. But as a piece of entertainment, this show was excellent. I actually think season two was... I enjoyed it more than the first one. And and which is funny because you go and I went into season one, not knowing what to expect really. I was just sort of like I was hearing people raving about this thing, and I, I was late to it. I was like three episodes into it, and I was sort of thinking, what what's this like? Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez in a show together? This is an odd combination, but the odd but strange bedfellows sometimes just work, and the odd combinations here were excellent, and it continued into season two, and. Season 2 was, to me, better overall because, as one of the things I've said over over the course of this review series is, you know, you actually delved more into the supporting characters and you got more depth into the supporting characters as well. And it worked so well. Even in, like, the, the, the episode that I said was filler a couple of weeks ago. It was filler, but it gave you a bit more depth about other, other characters as well. So, you know, that worked incredibly well. Overall, great, very, very satisfying final episode. Great season overall. Absolutely loved it. And things are absolutely set pitch perfect for season three. So, this is, that was my uh, general non-spoiler thoughts on the episode. We're going right into spoilers now, so if you haven't seen it, please be warned. This is where we go full spoilers, so here we go from now in. So, as expected, the episode kicks off filling in a little bit of the backstory of Poppy, a.k.a. Becky Butler, her real name, and you sort of see she she had her, her dad was a complete dickhead and things like that. She was caring for him and like doing things like making his breakfast and the ungrateful bastard just doesn't want it. He was just like, ah, oh, get to fuck. Things like that. She wanted to disappear. She was like Googling things like how to how to disappear and no one noticed and things like that. Uh, she was a fan of, what was that, uh, Cinda Cannon and her podcast and things like that. So she like goes in uh, like saying, uh, oh, well, I've got this missing person thing. And Cinda's like, ah, oh, well, girls go missing all the time. But if they get murdered, that's more interesting and things like that. So there you go. So this is where it tips it on its head. And here's a thing, though. It does give the game away that something's really not right with, you know, Poppy, what's her name, uh, Becky Butler right from the get-go. So the fact that the reveal that comes later 
isn't a massive surprise from here. They actually really do basically put it on the table right away here. They actually do. Which is fine, though. And sometimes, yeah, but it still works when the reveal comes later on. And I'll get to that later as we go. Um, so, you know. And you've got the, the whole stuff, you know, about the, early on, you've got the, the trios in the diner and things like that. And they get, like, the uh, Mabel gets the text message from Detective Williams, which, again, will play into things later on. And you, they meet up with um, uh, Becky, a.k.a. Poppy. This is going to get confusing, but let's go with it. You know, they, they actually meet up with her and blah, blah, blah. They're all playing the thing about how they're going to, like, get, Send her to confess and things like that. There's even little things about how she how she's got little things, little quirks that all that makes her act weird and things. But you know, we get to the whole thing when they're at the at the apartment. They've invited like Cindy and Pop, Poppy, aka Becky, uh, along, and they're trying to get it, it's it's staged as if they're going to try and get Cindy uh, uh, uh completely confess here. But, alas, it was all a big ruse. But this, this does lead to some f fantastic moments as well. You know, apparently she's, like, freaked out by slow motion people. <laughs> like, fucking, what is it, Charles and Oliver are, like, going in slow motion and things like that. And it's, it's very reminiscent of uh, Ace Ventura's slow motion. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. But, you know, and what it also showed is Steve Martin and Martin Short's physical comedy. They still have it. They still have it. They're all in their 70s now. I think Steve Martin turned 77 a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago. I'm not sure what age Martin Short is, but I'm going to guess he's probably in his 70s if he's around about that sort of thing. <laughs> but their physical comedy was great. They were brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, as well. And uh, speaking of Jim, Kim, Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura as well, you know, I was sort of lauding how he, he can still do the physical comedy and things like him. He's now 60 and what's Sonic Hedgehog 2, but uh, he was, they were still doing that, so, hey, look, hey, it's all comedy legends in the building, that's what it is, motherfucks, that's what it is, so, we had that, and uh, the whole thing is, like, Alice seems to show up, and uh, originally it's all sort of, it looks like it's been revealed that Alice is the killer and things like that, but, and then she, like, grabs a knife and stabs, like, Charles, this was a moment where it got me. This was where the absolute swerve got me. I should have seen it coming a mile away that they weren't doing it, but it got me in that split second. That was the <gasps> moment. It was kind of like, you know, I'm going to do spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home for the next minute or so, so if you're one of the, like, six people on the planet that hasn't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, you might want to skip along for the next minute. But, three, two, one. It got me kind of like in the way that, you know, when Green Goblin stabs Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in Spider-Man No Way Home. I was so wrapped up in it, I was like, oh, you bastards are going to kill him. And, then, and and it's one of those things like, hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know, but when you're out the moment, you, you know they weren't, they weren't going to go there. But, you know, kind of like that, so there you have it. So you've got... Um, so we're, we're all presuming Charles is dead. They've even covered her up with a blanket and things like that. And and then you've got, what's her name? Um, Becky try starts basically confessing and things like that. 
we all we all get the thing about her old um she's she's allergic to the bird as well and they're the i know who did it burned she's allergic to that of course we got that red herring two episodes ago when um it says they met Howard met up with his new his new partner and things like that and you know <laughs> Howard was great in this episode he was so funny you know he was like doing his like feints and things like that a bit of the things and he was like ah but one only one of them was for real and things like that. but then he was doing his acting because this whole thing was of course a big ruse no doubt or orchestrated by Oliver because you know the great director that he is and you know. And he was like bragging about how he was in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and he was like completely overacting. And even Oliver was just like, "Yeah, come on, rain in a bit, mate. Come on, rain in." But so, ah, no, that was great. The 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 brilliant humour of the show really shined through, and that. So, you know, yeah, you have it, and you have it. Like the whole thing was, and we were the whole setup last week was, of course, you all think that Detective Cribs, I think his name is. The Michael Rappaport character is hooking up with Cinder, but actually, no, it was Poppy, aka Becky Butler, all along. And of course, earlier on, Mabel's t the text that was sent to Mabel by Detective Williams was saying that, um, yeah, the, the DNA found belongs to a dead woman. And of course, Mabel found out the week before that Becky Butler, it's Becky Butler who the DNA was, thing with her, you know. So that was Poppy. It all fit into place and it all fit in beautifully and things like that. So and it all turned out that actually Cinder was completely innocent in this whole thing. The whole thing was like, oh, Cinder was, sorry, uh, Becky was desperate to get in Cinder's good books and she wanted to do a big murder podcast and get her happy and things like that. And that's what the whole um, Oklahoma thing as well was that as well. She like faked a death and things. So, and of course, uh, the detective like, took all the evidence, blah, 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 blah. That's exactly how it all went down. And it was so well done. It was great. It was fantastic. Thoroughly entertaining. There'll be some people that I know that'll say, oh, that's a bit of a weak way of doing this. And yeah, well, it's, it's your opinion, but I was entertained the whole way through this whole thing. Absolutely loved it. And when things started wrapping themselves up in the boy, you had the little moment with like Oliver with his son and things like that. And his son knew that he was lying about the DNA test, but he didn't care because, you know, Oliver's always been a dad to him. That was a great little moment. And we find out that Oliver gets to uh, direct on Broadway again, which leads to the ending. And the ending was fucking superb. You've got to like, all oh, it's one year later we get on the caption. And they're all in a, in Broadway in a theater and things like that. We see that you know Charles has been cast in it. You've got um, his other lead actor who's with, played by none other than Paul Rudd. That's <laughs> how so you're like absolute perfect casting to be in this show. He is made for the show just in the same way he was made to be in a Ghostbusters movie. Absolutely love this. This was brilliant. Fantastic. I actually heard about Paul Rudd being in the thing before I actually got the chance to watch the episode yesterday because it, it was flying about. And it's actually quite common knowledge. It's flying about quite readily on Twitter from, from the whole discussing film and pop crave and all these types of accounts and things like that. So I knew about this even before I had the chance to watch it. So it was kind of a, it, it would have been a cool surprise 
if I hadn't, I'm known about it. But you know, even if you know about it, you've still not a chance to watch it. You know, it's it's not the end of the world if you know this thing. I didn't know who the killer was and everything like that before going out to watch it. But I knew Paul Rudd was going to be coming back and coming into this. So grand, it's all good. And you know, you've got Charles going up to him saying, "I know what you did to her. You've hurt her and blah blah blah." Who's he talking about? Is he talking about Lucy? Is he talking about Mabel? Who knows? Because Lucy's like in the crowd and all that, about to watch the the show and things. So there's that. And of course it goes out there and he basically dies on stage. Not that he gives a shit performance. He just literally fucking dies on stage. Now, it's one of those things. It's like, I think he's... It's almost as if he's been poisoned. That's what it would seem like. So, and it, which is obviously now framing Charles as the main... Uh, the main prime suspect for next next season's one as well, so it's it's funny as well when you look like Oliver's about to sit down next to Mabel and Mabel's just like, well, no murders for a year. Well, there's some fucking predictions there coming, coming up tits up there, isn't it? so and then she just goes, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, or something like that. So it was well done. It was great. Fantastic. Another thing, you've set up season three perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Plus as well, you're now taking it out in a new direction because I, I know the show is going to be only murders in the building, but now the, the murders are happening elsewhere in another building. So there you have it. In the theatre. So, you know, obviously they'll keep the same title and things like that, but, you know, they're actually... Broadening it, broadening it out, but it made sense as well. Everything came together. You had uh, the, the trio now became successful. Mainstream, the, the whole press knows them, so it means it gets offers for Oliver to go back into the theatre. It means that you get offers for Charles to go back and act and things like that. It comes together, and now you've got now got this little mix in the mix. Now you've got um, Paul Rudd's character which is now going to set things up beautifully for next year, which is probably going to show a lot of flashbacks going into what's happened, what's happened in the year in between. It set up so many exciting possibilities. This is good writing. This is great storytelling. It just makes you want to watch the show next week, next year's season and things like that all the more. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely love the show. Massive thumbs up once again and here's the thing even when i started doing the review i do that like they dropped the first two episodes in the first couple of days and on the first day sorry that it came out they dropped the same two the opening two episodes at the time when i've done the reviews and things like that i was sort of thinking i don't know if i'm going to do a weekly thing on this show but i was kind of like i've gotten more and more hooked again into this especially after last year and things oh well last year i just reviewed season one just in one sort of bite-sized thing but now actually having watching the shows going into it, actually doing the reviews and spoiler talks i've loved doing it this has been a show i've really enjoyed and it's, it's different as well from what i usually do i usually talk about like the comic book stuff and star wars stuff and things like that to me this is probably it's a toss of a coin between this and Peacemaker, between what's been my favourite like TV streaming show of this year, 2022, this this season. Uh, it's really a toss of a coin. I've liked this better than any of the Marvel shows, and I've liked 
a lot of the Marvel heroes, like Moon Knight and things like that. You know, uh, I like this better than Book of Boba Fett. I like this better than Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I actually really liked and I really enjoyed. So, you know, yeah, big, big thumbs up for the show. Absolutely love it. Became a big fan. Can't wait to see what happens next year with this. And another thing as well, speaking of that, Steve Martin's sort of mentioned that he was going to retire, but then this came along and that stopped his retirement, and he's going to retire once this is done. So that's why one of them was, you know, when Charles got stabbed, but just, I did wonder if they were actually going to kill him off for that split moment. And I was like, oh, God, you know, but, yeah, it's all set up beautifully for next season again. Long may it continue as much as it can, as much as it possibly can. Absolutely loved Only Murders in the Building. I love the finale. I love the season as a whole, I've loved both seasons as a whole, actually I like season 2 even better than I liked the first one so there you go, I've got more and more into it and uh, it's a show, that, as I mentioned before, it's so good that even Amy Schumer being in a couple of episodes can't ruin it and that's saying something that's just showing off at this point it's just showing off, but you know I will, I will say this, this one, the whole, um, yeah, that, that Amy Schumer being in the first two episodes was ultimately kind of pointless, but whatever, she was actually fine in it, she wasn't as annoying as she usually is, so there's that, there was a bit in there that I actually kind of thought, I wondered if they were going to pull like, you know what they done in the first Scooby-Doo movie, when, uh, live action Scooby-Doo movie, when they actually made Scrappy-Doo the villain, because everyone hates him, and they just made him the villain, there was a bit of me that kind of thought, I wonder if Amy Schumer's just actually going to be the murderer, and that's the actual joke, is like, uh, everyone hates her, so we may as well fucking do it, don't know, they never went there, oh well, never mind, by the way, Scooby-Doo movies, written by James Gunn, first things they ever wrote, apparently, for screen, and they were great, so, you know, Big thumbs up to the Scooby-Doo movies. I've done a... There's time to show some love to for the Scooby-Doo movies. You know why? Because they fucking deserve it. Just saying. But, yeah, that was it then. So, Only Murders in the Building Season 2. A, a proud or a love. That was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. So, anyway, tomorrow I'm probably going to see Nope. So, there'll be a review for that coming up this week. I'll give She-Hulk a, a chance. I'm going to watch episode 2 and... Well, take it from there. We'll see what happens, motherfuckers. We'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.